The year is 1971. I'm Dave. I'm Zach. And this is My Marvelous Year. Variant cover. Welcome to My Marvelous Year Variant Cover. I'm Dave Busing, founder and editor-in-chief of ComicBookHerald.com, and I'm joined today on the only man I trust to journey to the center of an android. It's Zach Dean here joining me on uh. My Marvelous Year. See, I've, I've made the transition from just insulting M- you mockery. to yeah. referencing comics in, you yeah. know, like generally ambivalent ways. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I, I feel like, that. well, I don't know if it's a compliment <laughs> per se. Yeah, I mean, it's a trust to go to that weird land inside of Vision. That's true. That's I mean, that's, true. that's a weird thought. Just that, like, Vision basically has this weird funhouse on his insides at all the time. But then again, so do all of us. I wish it was like, more. I wish it was more fun. Like, yeah. wouldn't it be cool if it was like like theme park robot world style well, in there? You just wrote a Rick and Morty episode. So. Did is that an actual one or is that coming? Oh yeah, there, there's yeah. a there's a episode in that where. Uh, some I can't remember. Some someone creates a theme park inside of a like an old homeless man's body, you know, and you shrink down to There you go. Nano size, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I feel I feel like I'm in respectable company there. Cool. Yeah, well I mean that show's probably a little too smart for you anyway. It's like only really for intellectuals who understand like Right nihilism and like quantum physics and like real like just brain stuff, you know. No, those are so the two probably those not... are the two brain things. That uh, that, that yeah. category is full of nihilism <laughs> and quantum physics. Yeah, that, I I like that show, but its fans ruin it. It's it's one of those those I things guess. like uh, like Monty Python or Nightmare Before Christmas, where it's like it's better than it's you know, Nightmare it's Before better than Christmas. The fans that it gets. That, that's a good movie. Like it's a that, solid wait, movie. That's, it just that's up there with uh with toxic fandoms for you. Oh no, I wouldn't say necessarily toxic fandoms. Just like fandoms that kind of make saying, oh yeah, I like that movie. Like embarrassed to say that like i have a there's a tinge of embarrassment to me saying that i like rick and morty because because of what it's because of like the connections the the meme of the the guy who says you know oh it's it's an intelligent show just for you know smart men i hear you on that you want to hear a story i've never Mm, seen mm -hmm. nightmare before christmas oh it's a good movie yeah i mean yeah maybe a little overrated but like i'm a big danny elfman (laughs) fan so i feel like i'd enjoy the music I also feel like yeah. I'd be a little too scared. I'm a little, I'm a little <laughs> worried about that. So uh, yeah. Um, yeah, do you want to do you want to introduce our podcast? Yeah. <laughs> this is like uh, this is our we're channeling blank check. Do you ever listen to that show? That uh, podcast? Is that the um, the local like all access PBS one where they go and review local restaurants and then when they're done with their meal they say blank check. Oh my god! No, it's the one where they give thirteen year old boys uh, enormous blank checks. Uh, that they write one million dollars on, and they just follow them around. Having no, it's a it's a movie podcast, but the the joke that they regularly do is not introduce themselves, their show, or their guest until fifteen to twenty minutes. Into yeah, the <laughs> yeah, that that's a podcast trope for sure. But we typically talk about comic book tropes, 
Um, not the YouTube channel, just, you know, things that happen in comics. Oh, I want to get that Although we both like you. the YouTube channel, I think that's fair to say. Yeah. But today we're going to be recapping uh, all of what, no, not all of what happened, but we're going to be recapping some of the questions you all had about 1971. We just finished our two-part episode going into the Marvel Comics of 1971. This is the podcast where we go through every single year of Marvel publication history and talk about the 10 essential stories per year. If you want to find more about what we do, about the comics to read, check out the show notes for what we're going to be reading next uh, next year, next podcast episode, or you can always go on over to uh, what's like the best one destination. Let's say patreon.com slash year. You'll find lots of ways to support us as well as lists of the episode. Yes, please. Also, if you do like the pod and you're even listening to us on our variant cover episode, Q&As and poll results and new My Marvelous Year characters, because we've got some of those coming, uh, please rate and review on iTunes. I feel like we've been stuck at 34. And listen, I search this compulsively. Hey, we're like, at 35. Are we at 35? Great. Yeah. I mean, probably yeah, yeah. once a Thanks, week. Chris. I'm like, I wonder if we got a review. And every time it doesn't change, I'm just, um, it's like it's raining outside. Well, also this, uh, oh, speaking of which, it is raining here, and the uh, the thunder will get picked up by my microphone at Ooh. some point. <laughs> I can see the waveforms. A little Thor uh, action on this one. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of ratings and reviews, this is July, uh, and you probably forgot this because we recorded it so long ago. But this is the month we're asking people to uh, go review us on iTunes, and if we hit 25 new reviews. Or upgrading or new patron members, we're going to do that terrible comic podcast. So is this this is the one where if we get 25 new reviews in the month of July, and apparently we already reviews, got one. new or upgrading patrons. And we've got two, actually. Because I get, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So you're keeping track. Yeah. Um, that's yeah, good. Yeah, I've, I've got a list. And then we're going to review one terrible comic. Have we decided what it specifically is going to be? Or no, that's still up for debate? No, we're going to put it up to a poll. We'll probably pick five and put it up to the, the patrons. Okay, okay. Or just anyone. We can put it on Patreon, but make it open to the, the public. Can it be? be a patron to vote. Well, obviously, we'll talk about this. I'm inclined to make it something I also haven't read. So I have both the benefit of coming to it fresh and hating it <laughs> at the same time. Yeah, that's not a bad idea, but like, how many of those exist? Uh, feel like well, you're... I'm thinking first of Frank Miller's, what's Holy Terror? That's Ooh, one like I haven't you... read that I've heard nothing but terrible things about. Yeah. Um, yeah. Although, honestly, I definitely don't want to read that. Like, there's no part of no, me that does. No, me neither. Uh, plus, just like, man, that sounds like a miserable hour to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm kind of veering towards like, can't be bad or not like just straight offensive bad <laughs> and it can't be it can't be bad marvel stuff because we might we might talk Actually, about that in the club well, right oh, no i don't know i mean like if we do the the dazzler original graphic novel like that's oh not we could do that list. that's a good one yeah. like that, um, that's the one we brought up yeah okay because then yeah but like if we're going off just the worst of my list uh all right everybody don't do 25 reviews this sounds horrible <laughs> <laughs> i know yeah well okay. and it, I, you, I think you forgot this already if we hit 50 I have to drink Malort beforehand. I have to obtain a bottle of Malort and do three shots of Malort before we start. And now, there's did, been a lot of Malort truck. Like, people have uh, been threatening me. They've been or, threatening you? <laughs> threatening <laughs> me with, with Malort. Well, oh, no, okay. they've been yeah, like... Yeah, yeah, No, it's a threat. Te- You're not wrong. Telling me how bad it really is and how uh, how fun it would be for me to actually <laughs> experience this. Now, is it, did like, you... absence flavored? Okay, it's like, it's you have not done extra, you have not done right? your research then. If you're asking me questions like, is it absence flavored? <laughs> well, I thought I thought it was a like a wormwood extract liqueur. I so mean, it's, it's, got it's a little like it's a like if you saw a piece of wood outside and there were a bunch of worms crawling out of it, and uh-huh. then you dipped that in gasoline and yeah. drank the wood. 
Yeah. That's approximately <laughs> how you would feel with that Malort. So, all right. So, I'm excited if we get to 50. I'm less excited if we get to 25. Okay. So, um, 25 through 50. 25 through 49 is that no-go zone. That's just like, now I just have to read a bad comic. I got a lot of really awesome supporters out there. So, that helps. But I have to read this bad comic and talk about it. If we get to 50, though, I mean, I'll join you in doing the Malort. I have... Um, I mean, you're from Chicago. It's easier for you than it is for me. I've had it. Malort. I, yeah. My wife claims I, I have dead taste it. buds. You might have to with. send me a bottle. Yeah, here's the thing. is like I do have a family, so that worries me a little, but <laughs> 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 we, can see. we can see what happens. Um, we do have uh, uh, like intentions today, I think. Uh, let's, let's start with the poll, right? Oh, uh, <laughs> I don't know. That's not like a loaded phrase. I have intentions. I didn't know what you you meant. I couldn't think of the word like a roadmap or an agenda, uh, so I went with intentions. Agenda. There we go. Yeah. Okay. It sounded much more either sinister or sexual, I guess. Um, So let me get to the poll. The poll this month was what is the coolest locale Mm. in the Marvel Universe? How's it going? So what what was your – what would be your vote here before we get to the – Coolest locale. It's not Atlantis. It's not Adelon. Uh uh-huh. um, I'm not remembering exactly what the. All right, well that that's last place and next to last place. Okay. Adelaide got zero votes. Atlantis got one. I do like the Savage Land. I don't think it's the oh. coolest, but it is cool. Oh. Uh, Savage, you don't like Savage, Savage Land? Ah, uh, it. I feel yeah, like dinosaurs. It, yeah, but that you know that's it, and it's not even like cool dinosaurs. It's like one of those things where it's like, how did you mess up dinosaurs? Yeah, it's like Dungeons right. and Dragons does that too. Where Dungeons and Dragons has dinosaurs as part of their monster manual and they're just the most boring monster yeah they don't do anything interesting with them i feel like there's more of a jurassic park style story in the savage land that maybe has never happened or hasn't yeah, happened like to the people that start I'm imagining someone starts trying to corporatize the place yeah right okay yeah. what am i i like asgard asgard's probably my favorite okay oh no wakanda so, wakanda's up there too yeah yeah i mean that that's really the well that's really the uh the the question basically we should have just put those two so uh Let's see. After that is Negative Zone. Got two votes. Savage Land with four. Oh, Negative Zone is like, I don't know. It's very boring. I, someone on the Slack was talking to me about this. And uh, oh, no, wait, I have to actually throw this out. Peter, we're sorry. We didn't put the microverse in. He was upset. <laughs> we didn't oh. include the microverse. <laughs> and, you know, we've actually gotten negative... a, a decent amount of microverse attention throughout this MMY club. <laughs> yeah, the, the microverse and the negative zone are the exact same place to me, which is just like, it's a place that anything can happen, and uh, that means you get that, details like, of the microverse, though. Like, I think you could make a map of the microverse and be like, "Oh, that's what, what it looks like." You couldn't make a map of the of the negative zone. What would that you even look make a like? Map of the microverse. I mean, the microverse. It's it's just kind of like a here's sure, a place to be like here's Jarella's palace, in. and here's Jarella's hairdresser, and here's Jarella's you know and like, here's where Psycho Man place. lives. Like he does. I don't know. Yeah, sure. It's not specific enough for me. It's too, I want to know where Psycho Man is in relation. To Jarella's Palace. I have no clue. Yeah, that sounds that sounds fascinating. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> yeah, so next up is uh, Latveria. Got four four votes, and that's tied with the Savage Land for mm. four. Um, Latveria, I think, is interesting. Actually, this would, is the Would you give Latveria. a hoot about Latveria if Dr. Doom was not ruler? No, no, but he is what makes that interesting. And yeah. uh, Latveria is getting some cool attention in Astonishing Tales. Is that where he's at? Yeah. Or is it Amazing Adventure? Yeah, Astonishing, Astonishing Tales. Tales. I've been reading some of those. This is a note I want to throw out to all the listeners. We read Astonishing Tales number six, I think, for the club. 
this last year, the Doctor Doom story. Yeah. I've been reading the rest of them. I've had to pirate them because they're not on Marvel Unlimited. But the rest of the Doctor you Doom stories. You dirty pirate. Yeah, well. Um, they're, they're all really good. They're all like up to par. Uh, I'm putting four and five in extra issues because it's the Red Skull invades Latveria while Doctor Doom is on vacation. And it's it's very good. Yeah, I was, I was uh, really so disappointed those worth, weren't in MU yet. I thought they would be. Yeah, if I mean, if they get added to MU, those would be like automatic ads to the, the list, I think. Because nice. they're, they're both excellent. Um, and then in second place is Wakanda with eight votes, which makes sense to me. Um, I think if we had be... done this poll after we read Rage of the Panther, yeah, I think yeah, we yeah. could see so, a, a turning of the tide there. We just haven't seen enough Wakanda, I think. Like, Wakanda is a really cool idea, but it hasn't been, it's not specific enough yet. You oh, know? you start like, getting those but, rich buckler drawn maps of the place, though, in Rage oh, of the Panther. That's cool. Oh, yeah. baby. You, you note how dismissive I was and mocking I was of a negative zone map. Yeah. You just said Wakanda map, and I literally started, like, I almost said lactating. I meant to say salivating. <laughs> <laughs> and I just started lactating. Um, <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then so number one, which I don't think is too surprising, is Asgard with 12 votes. Not surprising. That's um, a good one. Yeah, Asgard by far is the most like exotic, the most fleshed out exotic locale. Like, if you could a ton actually of specificity about the place, yeah, totally, totally. So uh... and it's got its own. Ca- I mean, after New York City, it has the biggest like. We know all the characters here. We know the rules of this place. It has all of its own drama. It has a history. Like we, you get a ton of like the past of Asgard. Lots I can of stuff. I mean, you. Yeah. I can picture Kirby's Asgard in more detail than I can picture Kirby or Dicko or whoever's New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good job on the poll, everybody. I feel like yeah. that one turned out pretty well. That's about what we could have expected. For some reason, I, I was kind of surprised by Asgard. I don't know why. Like, when I saw Wakanda. You, oh, you thought Wakanda I thought not. Wakanda was going to steal it by a mile. Yeah, I, give it a I, few I years. I, I, yeah, I wasn't thinking. Yeah, it'd be interesting to revisit some of these and see if they change. Yeah. Uh, so that does it for our poll. Uh, let's get into some listener mail. Mail time. Um, you big PTI uh, guy? That might be huh? trademark. We might have to cut that out. What is? Never mind. Okay. Uh, this is from Mormagill. Mormagill writes, I thought the Spider-Man drug issue was handled pretty good compared to the way Marvel tackled some of the other issues at the time. The scene that really stood out was Peter beating up the drug dealers out of costume. That made the whole situation feel down to earth. It's also one of the few times that Peter uses his powers without the costume. While not my favorite title, Amazing Spider-Man is easily the best written and consistently good title up to 1971. I think that's definitely true it's, yeah. it's at least the most consistent title like oh for sure um, for it, sure we're I all mean, in it's, agreement it's, there yeah he uh he mentions some submariner comics here because mormagill's a big submariner fan he says uh there's some like proto defenders issue submariner 22 i would highly recommend submariner 35 that has namor hulk and silver surfer versus the avengers namor even punches clint into the ocean and then has to rescue him from drowning that sounds pretty good that sounds very very well worth it you know I don't think we've talked about it yet, but it's coming. Clint Barton is the worst. He sucks. 70s Hawkeye is a (laughs) jerk. I had like, I don't know if I had overlooked this or what. There were two instances in the last whatever reading sections that we've done where I was like, man, I don't know that I even like Hawkeye anymore. He's he's turning turning on Clint. They intentionally make him the like the loud jackass of the group. Oh, for sure. I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's, It's his role to fill unfortunately but man does he have a long way to go uh he continues here i'm calling out zach 
you can forget about Submariner. You can align Roy Thomas, but I'll be damned if I'll sit here and let you badmouth the 70s Jim Starlin cosmic issues. Thank you, more Miguel. Yeah, well, this is the thing, because I was saying I was ambivalent about it, because I couldn't remember them. I didn't feel (laughs) strongly either way. Yeah. Uh, Just a little sneak preview. We read some of Jim Starlin's, like, introduction to Thanos and Drax, and I love them. So uh, that that definitely is coming up. I really in like them, your so. face. Rest rest easy, Mormigil. Uh He writes that scene where Thanos imprisons Kronos must might be the best page in all of seventies Marvel. I don't remember that one. Yeah, boy, we didn't so, get there yet. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I just had to get that off my chest. P.S. I agree with Zach a little about Roy Thomas. P.P.S. Fuck Stiltman. <laughs> 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 yeah. how dare you make up your own pps yeah yeah thank you thank you for we go yeah god there's been like it's been a real pro stiltman sentiment uh i'd call it a, a virus spreading through the slack lately i gotta tell like, you when i picked it, it's been a weird sea change in the slack it's and, not a sea change when i picked the horses i didn't even think i was picking I a like horse it. i thought it was just i thought it was just sharing a popular opinion that everyone agreed with i don't think you understand stiltman's exceptionally popular like Mm. of marvel Mm. a-list villains (laughs) he is very high up there so you are definitely in the minority on this it's turning into a thing in the slack where they're like deifying him like talking about him like they're they're worshiping him and it's i mean does he does he you know who reaches closer to the heavens than stiltman oh i know i've heard it i hear it a lot like it's being thrown in my face a lot lately (laughs) good job slack channel i'm proud of you uh, do you have the next email? Do you have any emails pulled up? Mm-mm. Where are they? In the email. <laughs> in, like, oh, email literally in our, our yeah, email. I, did, I didn't like compile them for you. I didn't. I didn't serve <laughs> them to you on a on a platter. I would like them medium well, please. Devin writes, "Hey guys, as I've said in messages before, I absolutely love what you are doing here with the club and the Slack and everything about Dave." You guys have cultivated a pretty awesome following, and the sense of community is great. Anyway, on my question. Now that we've passed the 10-year mark, what would your guys' picks be for either biggest surprise or biggest letdown, or both, of the first Marvelous Decade? Might have been a better fit for the 60s recap, but I missed the deadline. Sorry, guys. Thanks, Devin. Um, Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I think on the 60s recap, you know, we touch on somewhat similar conversations, but biggest surprise through one decade... Or biggest letdown. I think biggest letdown. Um, hmm. <laughs> this the is thing a tough is, like, one. I'm trying to take this personally, like versus instead of what I would tell other people. Because if I was talking to other people, I'd be like, "Oh, the biggest letdown is going to be the X Men are not good, right. and the Avengers are not good. Like, you're going to be surprised that they're not great comics." Uh, but for me, I knew that was coming, so that's not like a big surprise. I think that I mean the biggest surprise for me personally, and I've talked about it a bunch, is that like Thor is really good. Like, I read through the My Marvelous Year Club, the the 60s at least, in the past, and I don't know, Thor didn't, like, really stick out for me, and this time I think I read every 60s issue of Thor, and it I really enjoyed all of it. So that, that was the real standout big surprise. Yeah, yeah, I think those are good picks. I mean, I know, uh, it's kind of hard for me to say this time, honestly, but when I did it the first time, it was definitely how good the Fantastic Four was, like, just how much I enjoyed that and how much it stood up. Um, so I'd say that for my biggest surprise. Biggest letdown... I think it's probably like the absence of of a super secret dark horse pick, I guess, like the the letdown of like, <laughs> if I really, you know, because it's like, it's def, it's pretty clearly defined what the good comics are. 
Yeah, yeah, sure. It's it's Fantastic Four and Spider-Man, and then Doctor Strange and Thor, and then you're really kind of down in this, like, netherworld tier of whatever. Yeah, I mean, there, there's, like, random things here and there, you know, there's the, the Jim Starlin stuff that really stands out. There's Steranko, like, you mean, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 Jim Steranko. Um, there's some Captain America here and there that's, like, pretty strong. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's I mean, there's just not enough comics. Like you said, this is something um, I was just thinking about. By the time we get to 72, 73, we, we've talked about this before that, like, it's such an interesting era where you can buy feasibly, like, on, you know, not spend that much money. You could be buying every Marvel comic that comes out every month, and it wouldn't be that much of a endeavor. By 73, absolutely not. They've just got, like, way too much stuff. Like, you had to yeah. be, you know, yeah. they've got, I don't know how many... How many different titles, but at least a dozen, if not more. Oh, more even. And and yeah, like splitting sure. into magazine style selections, yeah, you know, like yeah, vampire yeah. mags. And, and like, there's all kinds of stuff that doesn't show up in Marvel Unlimited. All the, there's like a Conan, there's a King Call, King Crawl, I don't remember. Call. Red Sonja, there's a, a zombie comic that's not in Marvel Unlimited. Yeah. And we're still not like Millie the Model and all those like random romance ones are still not in Marvel Unlimited. So, yeah. No, good question. I think... Uh, I, I'm actually, I'm looking forward to potentially being surprised uh, as we move forward a little bit. You know, I definitely, one of my bigger challenges doing this is I've read these and I'd like, there's a pretty clear diminishing value, <laughs> diminishing returns in a reread. I, I mm, feel that way sure. about rereading almost any comic. Um, but a lot of this Marvel stuff, I'm kind of like, it's kind of hard to find that first sense of joy you know yeah 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 uh, which I, I don't think is specific to myself or anything but so i'm i'm most interested and most looking for surprises and things that i can mm-hmm. be like oh i haven't read this yet this is really cool or oh i hadn't thought about it that way um i yeah. think me reading for the club has changed my um you know like i'm reading more thoroughly because it's kind of a job right so like i some of the stuff that i i think i skimmed over you know like the jim starlin cosmic stuff i think i just blew right past that without really recognizing how good it was the mm-hmm. first time i read it because i was just impatient to get to more modern stuff you know so like having to read it a little bit more thoroughly and carefully has has helped you know so i'm i'm rereading it but i'm seeing it in a new light yeah uh we got one more letter here from peter Hey, Dave and Zach. I think this is the first time I've both completed the reading and listened to both episodes before sending feedback. I've even read the first two months of 1972. Hey, good job. And the comics are getting better and better. I'm finding less and less that there are issues I don't like, and knowing things will only get better makes me more and more excited to press on. He's definitely right. Like, 72 is such an interesting year. As we've gone through these comics, there have been some clear differences between what you each like and dislike, but nothing has been so divisive as your opinions of the most elevated one. It's all in caps. I'm talking, of course, about the mighty master of sky crime, the one and only Stiltman. I love that you have to read this letter. I didn't. I didn't. This is the one I didn't read ahead of time. He, he <laughs> sent it last night, and I didn't get a chance to read it today. <laughs> Through the months we've been reading, Stiltman has inspired Glee and Dave, Seething and Zach, word filters, censor beeps, religious rhetoric in the slack. <laughs> Uh, that that's uh, word filter is uh, for a while on the Slack. I set it up so if anyone wrote the word stilt, stilt man, any combination of that, uh, Slack would pop up and uh, arrest them. So. <laughs> yeah, I've had. I, I do want to be clear, and this will probably get filtered out. So I better say it quickly. Zach censors me in the Slack, guys. I've said things, and he cuts them out, and it's generally about stilt man. 
So I don't know if this will make it out because Zach edits the podcast too. I think you're kidding, but I think I actually literally erased one of your messages about Stiltman once. You're not kidding. I'm not kidding. This is real. Oh, okay. Don't I did I did erase me. you wrote something about Stiltman and I just deleted your message because I'm admin. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you're a monster. Uh, he also mentions a $5,000 Patreon goal for Zach to cosplay as the High and Mighty One, which is true. I have committed to, I will create a fully fleshed, fully realized Stiltman costume. I will learn how to walk on stilts and go to a comic convention. You know, this is something I've thought about more than once. Uh, easily is the, bought. Is the prospect of, one, not only you doing this as a Patreon goal, but also, mm-hmm. like, of this podcast getting popular enough that we just go to cons on stilts <laughs> like, <laughs> like like dozens of us on stilts i think that's my dream that's when people say what would make you happy what would, what would success look like for the my marvelous year podcast it's like 12 of us on stilts showing up to see Dewey 2 getting turned out because you can't wear stilts in that environment <laughs> and uh and then just hanging out outside well uh so this past saturday the day when this releases was the san diego comic-con and uh, as we all know, Kevin Feige announced not just one, but three Stiltman solo films. That's so, right. Yeah. That's right. It's going to be a trilogy. The second movie is Stilt Going. The third movie, Stilt Standing Tall. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, he continues. So my question this year is, who is the anti-Stiltman? Is there a character that Zach loves and Dave can't stand? Have we, or will we read any of them? And if such a character exists, will you, Dave, in the interest of fairness, in the name of unrealistic fundraising, <laughs> agree to cosplay as the character alongside Stiltman for our $5,000 Patreon goal? That's all for now. Thanks, as always. Stilts be with you. Peter, a.k.a. the Colossal Chick Man. Oh, that's that's fun. That's a good question. You know, I who, think who probably... Who like for characters? Yeah, that's the thing. Like, <laughs> I think probably listeners have gathered. I'm, I'm a pretty big Marvel Comics fan, and I don't take... I don't, I don't treat things with a whole lot of hostility, you know? I tend to find yeah. I tend to find yeah, the good in things the even um, yeah. even less so. I mean, I think stuff of stuff we've read so far, I mean, I definitely hate like all of Hawkeye. Well, I kind of hate love all of Hawkeye's costumes from this era. Mm, yeah. You know? Um, but that's not quite the same thing. I this will be interesting to see as we read. You're way more into Alpha Flight than I am. That's yeah. for sure. Uh, we yeah. haven't really hit that yet. I don't, there's not like a, like, I can't be like, oh, Bat I Rock? hate Puck. I like Puck. No, Batrock's super fun. I would happily okay. go yeah. as Batrock if I was going to cosplay as anything. Uh, this is going to require some thought. If I, I, honestly, if I was just like going to rank who's my least favorite character in Marvel Comics, I don't even have that like mental space set aside for such a list mm-hmm. because I don't tend to think about things like that. I mean, I don't like Hank Pym much <laughs> but I it, guess. he's not really supposed to be that likable no it's know, kind of a boring know, pick we'll, we'll keep this in mind uh basically while, while we read through maybe while you're reading you'll be like oh it's that guy i hate this i hate every time this guy's around he never works for me yeah i, I don't kazar are you a big kazar fan no i guess not no I was you're just not trying to think of stuff that maybe you didn't like yeah, I'm just trying to think, like, in, I mean, in I contrast to how much you love it. I to love Kazar. <laughs> right. If you don't like Kazar, and that means you'll have to cosplay as him. Right, right. Which just means wearing a, a cheetah print, you know, flap to a yeah. Comic-Con. Yeah. No, I get... I, I appreciate that you would do that. Um, yeah. Man, I'm trying to think. I don't know. I'll, this, I'll go this through really hard one. hypnosis <laughs> to, to, uh, to, to force love of Kazar in yeah. my brain, if yeah. that was the case. I don't know. I, I'm... A, I'm not a big character hater. I don't really have 
Okay. Good picks here. This this isn't my kind of list. I got lists of everything. Not not one of these. Not one of my worst favorite or least favorite characters. You have to embrace your dark side, Dave. Your next list has to be. I like dark side. Okay. <laughs> That's a good one. Okay. Good job. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll just think about that, and uh, you know, we'll, we'll we'll keep a keep an ear out for characters that Dave doesn't like. Yeah, I, I mean, bet X, something. The will X-Men come up. are gonna like start expanding, and it's just gonna be mutants coming out of. You know, just constant stream of new mutants. There's got to be one there that you you get annoyed with. So yeah, probably. Are you a okay. big Gambit so fan? I've never read a Gambit comic. That's crazy. I like. Okay. Yeah, I've never read Gambit or Jubilee Bishop or Cable. I never got to that era of X Men, so I've never read any That's other right. comics. That's right. I yeah. forgot about your. And 90s I never really gap. watched the cartoon. I like. I'm vaguely aware of what they do. I actually think the '90s but... is going to be really fun because you've read nothing, and I've read. Not as much as I have of other decades. So I've read like 1999 onward a little bit. So, but that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's get to our patron heroes and villains. At the $10 level on Patreon, you get a hero or villain for the My Marvelous Year universe. Uh, I'm going to go through some of the ones we have already. We've got Dan Heath, the terrible toffee, Stephen Taylor, the naysayer, Peter Parsons, the colossal chick man, Keith Bartley, screenshot. Chris Cantabell, The Tailor, CJ Petrus, The Backup Generator, Kurt Matzenbacher, Reflector, Aaron Killingsworth, Overwhelm, Ben Grieving, The Laughing Knight, Kent Barry Guarana, The Silent Knight, and Justin Robinson, The Generalist. Uh, so thank you so much to all of our patrons backing at that level. And as usual, Christina's killing it with all these interesting drawings. Did you see um, Overwhelm? That she did this like way Kirby esque drawing for Overwhelm. Yeah, he's got a cool I mean, hat. It's yeah, she like really channeled Kirby for that. Super cool. I have to put that up on the Instagram. Um, but yeah. Oh God, and her uh, her laughing night. It's like it's one of those things like the terrible toffee where she took your half baked. Uh, that that's not quite right. Laughing night has a How lot going on. Incoherent, incoherent idea of a character, and she turned <laughs> it into something like. Really cool and weird. Wait, and, which uh, one's the Laughing Knight? The Laughing Knight's the one. Uh, wait, are you just asking what you came up with? I people aren't going to remember on the on the listener side. Oh wait, no, 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 I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Not the Laughing Knight. The Silent Knight. Well, God, you named two characters. The Blank Knight. Different knights. You gotta yeah, you gotta hit me with that. Well, I was, K or N. I was, I was talking about the Silent Knight. Um. Anyway, the Silent, Silent Knight. Was Knight the, no K. Thank the you. The Silent Knight is your assassin from you colonial the times. K who sucks sound out of rooms little ghostly looking character yeah yeah she turned him into like a spirit which yeah is pretty cool no christina's awesome these are these are really cool yeah yeah uh so we've got four new ones we had a kind of a boon of new heroes and villains here so uh why don't you start out with christopher Enger? okay we got ourselves and thanks everybody for your support uh means a lot to zach and i and, and helps us you oh, know yeah keep yeah, this yeah. my marvelous year going so chris Enger is a new hero in the My Marvel This Year shared universe, and he is, I think, our first cosmic character. Have we had oh. space characters yet? I don't know that we have. Here's the I thing. No, not, not really. He is a boy captain of a spaceship full of pirates. His pirate gang is known as the Nitwits, K-N-I-T-W-I-T-S. They are a Robin Hood-esque group of space pirates. They sail the starways and take from the rich and give to the poor. Now, how did Chris Anger, boy captain of the Nitwits, get to this place? God, I love the phrase boy captain. Boy captain. How did he get to this place? Well, he actually escaped a life of servitude from the planet Echelon, which some of you may remember as the unreferenced planet 
from which uh, screenshots Alien comes from. If you remember uh, in Screenshot's backstory, there was an alien ship that crash landed mm-hmm, mm-hmm. onto planet Earth and where Screenshot got their magical device from. That is actually the planet that Chris Anger was kept in servitude as uh, alongside this group of now his pirates. And so how did they escape? How did he get there? These are questions to be answered another time. But for the time being, they escaped planet Echelon. Chris Anger became the boy captain. The crazy thing about Chris Anger, boy captain of the Nitwits, is the Nitwits are are all adults. There are no children among them, and none of them know why he's captain. Like, not a single one understands how he got to be captain. It's not like he did something special in the escape or has some uh-huh. sort of power set or anything. He's captain, and no one really gets why they're being led by this 9- to 10-year-old boy captain, and all of them are just too embarrassed to ask. So he's leading this group of like fairly cutthroat pirates on these Robin Hood-esque missions. Robin Hood was one of his favorite stories. And none of them are really like into it or want to be on board, but they just assume Chris is captain. There must be a reason, right? There must be some good reason. All these other guys are, and girls are scared of him. Um, uh-huh. So so that is effectively where we stand with our newest wait, okay, hero. Wait, wait, Nitwits with a K. So what, like, is it a... A knitting circle of adult crew members? What's what's the, the knit part? So I wasn't going to get into this today, but oh, on oh, oh, sorry, the planet sorry. Echelon, one of the things that they had this crew do was they all had to sit in a circle, cross-legged, and knit. And they would mm-hmm. have to come up with these like really elaborate quilts and, and different sorts of sweater vests that the planet members would wear um, as part of their, you know, like, imprisonment on this planet so they've taken that now for good they knit on the spaceship in between traveling between planets because despite what a lot of like interstellar travel you know shows as in a lot of shows like hyperspace and star wars like let's Uh let's let's be real here in the my marvelous year cosmic landscape let's let's get really real it takes a long time to get from yeah. A to B, yeah. to get from what planet are you gonna to planet. What are going to do to pass the time? Exactly. Some, exactly. Some... You're going to knit goods for the the members of the planets that little, you're giving little, to. Knit little bombs with, uh, with your knitting needles. Well, they do. I mean, here's yeah, a lot of times they get into situations where they're taking from the rich. And the rich, of course, have defense. So, yeah, they have to knit weapons. Yeah, interesting. So you got knit bombs. You got knit swords. You got knit uh, blades of all kinds. And it, a lot of times the defenders, you know, they'll hit him with a knit blade right under the yeah. nose. Big sneeze. Yeah. Huge sneeze. Total distraction. They get Knocks what they need dead. and they're out. Yeah. Right. No. Have you, ever, <laughs> have you ever seen someone die from a sneeze? It's horrifying. So, yeah. 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 So that's our newest uh, okay. hero. So, wait. So he's just the boy captain? Oh, you're saying like he should have a no, no, no. specific I'm, I'm, name? I'm perfectly happy with that. I, I wasn't sure if that was just description descriptive or if that is his title no no you raise uh you raise an interesting point that i have of course been saving until now oh uh, yeah to tell you uh i you know what i actually do think chris anger boy captain of the nitwits i'm i'm good with sticking with okay yeah me too yeah okay i i don't have a great name for my next one so maybe we'll play around with this um okay so this is johannes cutter uh and i hope i'm pronouncing that right you can let me know if i'm not you're not. So Johannes, uh, he is a like a jewelry thief or a, a thief of, of fine goods and artifacts. Um, 
And one night, he sneaks into a pawn shop of kind of ancient mystical items. And in a very confusing bit of continuity, it's the same pawn shop that Screenshot got her tablet from what? in her origin story. What? Very confusing. Because no way. To, yeah. Yeah. Did really we just, weird there. Did we just create the My Multiverse? <laughs> no, this is just one of those things where like... An X-Men writer forgets that Professor Xavier is dead, and they just have him in a panel somewhere. Yeah, but in the same issue. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Um, Yeah, yeah, the the two writers of this issue just didn't collaborate and talk to each other. (laughs) They're Uh, not on speaking terms. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so he sneaks in to this, this shop late at night and takes a bunch of stuff, kind of in a hurry, packs it all into his bag. When he gets back, it's mostly a bunch of junk, some lamps, and there's uh, some stone tablets. But, you know, who, who likes stone tablets enough to, to do anything? Just <laughs> Big Willy. Exactly. Oh, gross. I don't I don't like that. Big Willy. Um, so, Big Willy. there's one thing that really stands out to him, and it looks like this, this ancient, somewhat Central or Central American uh, finger puppet. And it's this small little puppet with a... a a mask on it with these sharp teeth, these fangs on it. And it's only about, the, you know, the face of it's the size of his thumb. And he goes and he, uh, he kind of, you know, looks at it. It's a little shiny gold. Sticks it on his thumb. Oh, never the put back a finger hole. in that. Yeah, on the back of it, these, uh, these blades, these spikes come out and clamp onto the back of his thumb and dig deep. And he passes out. And, uh, and when he wakes up, the mask has fallen off his th- finger. Uh, and he's looking at it and it's, it's huge now. His finger or the mask? No, the mask. The mask is enormous. It's uh, like the the size of... Uh, it looks like the size of a car just sitting there right next to him. Like Yeah. And was he, he outdoors? That, or is this room just destroyed? He realizes the mask didn't get big. He got small. Ooh. Twist. And he uh, he runs and he, he climbs up the curtain and pulls back the curtain and peeks outside and the sunlight burns his skin. Oh. And uh, and he has this this interesting hankering hankering for what some would call blood, but others would call ectoplasm yeah. in a very strange way that uh, confuses people, specifically my wife. Mobius. Oh, no. No, I know exactly what you mean. It's it's what tiny <laughs> vampires like. I think that's where we're going. Um, oh, I just, I'm throwing some shade at you. It's my, my wife was like, well, Dave was just talking about Morbius, the living vampire, and that he sucks out ectoplasm, so like souls or something. I'm like, no, it's just yeah, that's blood. Right. Dave is just speaking nonsense. So, mm, I mean, science is nonsense to those who do not understand, I think is uh, Albert Einstein quote. Anyway, Johannes suddenly discovers that he is tiny vampire. Uh, he's about, I'd say, about six inches tall and uh, kind of a traditional, traditional vampire thing. Sunlight, stake through the heart, uh, you know, thirst for blood, all these things. But his tiny status mm-hmm. makes things both easier and harder for a, t- a little vampire. You know, like when you're that small, you can you can kind of you can fill up on a lot less blood. Uh, people don't might might not notice if you are you know nibbling on their ankles under the sheets. You just sneak up under those sheets and just kind of get your fill right from the ankle. Tiny um, vampire in the sheets, tiny vampire in the streets. Uh, now, is it, does it have to be human <laughs> blood? No, no, not necessarily. You know, if he wants to wants to go get that cow blood, could it be I mean, bug it doesn't blood? Taste as good, obviously. Do bugs have blood? No, or do they have ectoplasm? No, no, no. Okay. Okay. Just a, a I'm thought I had. Genuinely worried that you don't know that you're not actually talking about blood. That maybe you think that that's like a different word for blood. Maybe you don't understand. 
<laughs> I think why don't you, is what's happening Why don't you here. just tell me what ectoplasm means, and I'll let you know if you're right. <laughs> I'm um, I'm yeah, pretty so confident. The, uh, the, I mean, he also has... In general. He also ha- But also that yeah. in the Spider-Man 90s animated series, I think that's a thing that Morbius takes out of people. Okay. I'm going to have to okay. watch this episode now. Yeah, we'll, we'll look it up. Um, also, the uh, the interesting thing about Johannes, or the, the fun thing about being that tiny, is since he controls creatures of the night, you know, rats and bats and armadillos, like the old Dracula movie, uh, him flying, you know, he's kind of like Ant-Man, where he can uh, fly on a bat, bat's back. Um, mm-hmm. He's got animals. Can't turn into a bat, that he can, he can, but he can fly on No, one. he can't. Mm-mm, no, he can't turn into animals, but he can control them. Yep. And uh, okay. in his bite, if he uh, he turns somebody into a vampire, they also become a teeny tiny vampire. So it's a big responsibility. Okay. So yeah, that's Johannes, tiny vampire. Uh, also, Johannes the, the tiny the only, vampire. The only good name I could I like come it. up with besides tiny vampire, Vampuni. My wife came up with Vampuni, and she wanted me to credit her. Oh, that's so much better, Vampuni. The next character that I'm going to be doing is Jorg Eitner. He is going to be the newest villain of the My Marvelous Year Club. Thank you for submitting and supporting us on Patreon. And Jorg believes himself to be the son of a god. Now, this is a claim that should not be treated lightly, I think, in in most circles, and certainly not in Southern America. Not South America, mind you, but in the deep south of America. Jorg is from Louisiana, and he, as a young teen... Some would say 12. Started walking around and just got this feeling like he was a deity. Like he was special. He had some dreams that were maybe like, you know, a little God of War in there. You know, maybe a little Thor as that movie came out. Right? He starts having these dreams of, you know, movies he's seen about gods. And starts thinking, I think I'm like that. Right? So as he gets older, he doesn't really want to do whole much of anything like school wise you know he's just like what is the point of this i am a god he gets really into the third song on yeezus understandably um and (laughs) yorg is walking around and uh, he's here's the crazy thing as he gets to like 18 to 20 he's so confident and he's so certain that he's a god that he starts developing this cult of followers and so it's kind of a low-level cult like they're not they don't really do a lot together. They maybe get together like once every three months. I'm going to be honest. Their communication and their newsletter is extremely sporadic. You know, so like knowing when to meet and all that, it's it's just difficult. It's a hard yeah. cult to be a part of. Because yeah, it's like of my, how... uh, my local DSA chapter. Yeah, right, right. I know exactly what a DSA is. Um, so they, you know, so they're struggling to... <laughs> So they're struggling to get together. But when they do, they all kind of talk about, like, what makes York cool. And they all kind of guess. They're all like, I bet he's a part of Asgardian mythology. Or I bet he's actually a part of this, like, really underrated, cool, you know, thing that, like, Neil Gaiman wrote about in American Gods or something. Now, York doesn't share this a ton. But he actually believes that he is the son of Odin. Again, oh, okay. like my marvelous year, he goes with the most obvious one. So, but here's the thing: he's not, he's yeah. not the son of Odin. That would make him Thor, right? And like, mm. we're not just oh, creating yeah. Marvel characters. Here's the crazy thing: Yorg doesn't know this yet. He is the son of a god. Ah. He actually is, but he just thinks he's he's got the wrong god that he's guessing. So, like, he hasn't actually been visited by this person, and he doesn't uh-huh. know who they are. So he's right, but he got the wrong god. 
and he's a part of a mythology, and we're going to get to which mythology when we return with an update for your Jesus Geithner, Christ, a.k.a. The son of Jesus. No, no, that would be so <laughs> blasphemous. <laughs> and this is not that kind you of sure? universe, at least not He's not yet. the son of at son least, of God? He's the son of God. You're right. Um, <laughs> no, no. What should his name be? The son of son of God. The son of the son of God? Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know what to there? name him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there you are. I, I don't know what to name him if uh, I don't know what like what uh, mythology he comes from. Yeah, right. Uh, no, it'd be very hard. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we we can leave it. We can leave it up in the air for now. I, right now, he just goes by York. That's where everybody calls him. So it's the cult okay. of York. He's a villain. Okay. As, I should clarify here too. How is he a villain? Um, basically, him and his followers I mean, they will leader. go yeah. and. Well, I think just being a cult leader, I don't know if that's inherently villainous. Uh, they do I, three I can, things regularly. I feel comfortable saying that, yeah, that you're probably not a, a cool... No, you can start a nice cult. It's like one of those cool, cult of nice, nice cults. Yeah, right. Like you start a cult of like helping people carry groceries, but that's not what they're doing. Um, they are exclusively, they take change out of mm-hmm. hats mm-hmm. In, in churches, just the change. They don't take any of the bills. Uh, mm-hmm. They, what was the other thing they do? Um, they go to libraries and they move the books around, put them in different places on the shelves out of the Dewey Decimal System. And the oh, third man. thing that they do is they, again, when they meet up every three months, uh, they will actually find like, I don't know, like trees in people's yards, chop them down by cover of night, move them to a neighbor's yard and lay them in their driveway. Oh, I thought you were going to say, like, they, they dig them up from one neighbor's yard and plant them in another neighbor's yard just to sow discord in the neighborhood. Exactly. Like, move, move, it, move it across a property line just enough that, uh, you know, that uh, you get tree disputes. Those tree disputes get serious. That uh, That's a real thing here in Connecticut. Yeah. Hear about that. And what, they're, and what they think they're doing trees. is, oh, totally. And what they think they're doing is the cult of Yorg. Uh, they're following these manuscripts that Yorg is sort of writing about his own religion um and they're they're trying to you know like basically they're trying to bring about the apocalypse uh, you kind of just like came up with this is uh, so i i run a D group i don't actually play as a character but um that's like came up the, with the what? character i've oh, sorry we're like so out of sync right now because of the voice yeah i'm gonna hang up okay hey hey um i was saying uh yeah so that that idea for a character i i run a D group but i don't actually play a character i've never like played in a game uh-huh but i've had a character like in mind that i've wanted to play for a really long time that's kind of similar to that where uh i want to play a paladin character who goes around as like a cult leader slash like motivational speaker kind of a like a, a tv evangelist mm-hmm. preaching something but he knows he's full of crap and like lying right like he doesn't believe in any of what he's preaching he's yeah. just a, a con man but then he accidentally starts like finding his way into secret dark powers and he's accidentally he's not actually a paladin he's a warlock who's channeling like an eldritch god and he's like surprised and scared about these powers that he's finding yeah so i like I, that that's like very similar to the idea i've had for a while i.e have you been reading my diary i didn't want to tell you this way but you gotta <laughs> stop posting that on in t- incremental tweets at a time that's not a private diary zach <laughs> The, the the hangouts box in the bottom right corner of your Gmail page that yeah. says Dave Busing, that's not your uh your yeah. live Just journal. because you write Dear Diary doesn't mean it isn't going to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um 
All right, so that brings us to our last hero, Kyle Garzon. And he is an ecologist working uh, with the local animal wildlife on the Galapagos Islands. Okay. And there is a huge corporation that is uh, a mining corporation that got permission uh, to permission to to mine selectively on the Galapagos, but uh, they accidentally, quote unquote, accidentally uh, put in major quantities of explosives instead of you, you've heard of like mountaintop removal or like mining, you know, that they, they yeah. do down oh, in, yeah. down south. It's kind of like that, but it's just island removal. You know, they just kind of blew off the entire the island off the map to, to get at the uh, the all of the Galapagos, the rich minerals underneath. So there go Galapagos, all the Galapagos out the yeah. out the <laughs> blown out of the sky. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, and yeah, there's a bunch and, of rich minerals underneath. Yeah, that uh, they're bunch all of being like, gold. Oh, they if have you will. they have to pay a big fine, but you know the the profit they're going to make more than outweighs the fines they're paying for destroying the Galapagos Island and all these completely rare, unique, special species there. And Kyle has been fighting this, uh, but unsuccessfully, and he's devastated. What's the name of this corporation? Do we know? Oh, it's um. Oh, I would. I didn't think about this, but I. I kind of want it to be um. Uh, the Taylors, like a subsidiary of the Taylors. Ooh, thing. little yeah, tie, yeah. little crossover action. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like not directly. Like no one would know that she's involved directly. But it's, so it's you know, not like Lacrosses. No, no, right. it's like a shell corporation. You know, it's some some generic name like Mondo Mining. What if it was Shellco? There you go. But not the gas station. There you go. That's one word. It's not Shellco Corporation. Shellco, open qu- parentheses, but not the corporation, close parentheses. Yes, exactly. And then, and then the corporation. Thing. So it's Shellco, but not the corporation, close parentheses, corporation. Because it, it is actually incorporated. I I misspoke and then you hopped on. It's supposed <laughs> to be not the oil company. <laughs> and then I misspoke and we both went down that road. Okay. <laughs> we need to move on. Anyway, so Kyle... Vows revenge against this corporation and all corporations out to destroy the precious wildlife and habitats of animals and become something of an eco-warrior. Uh, and he takes the name of his, his favorite species that he studied on the Galapagos Island, the blue flamingos, a rare, oh. uh, rare, I wouldn't even call them a strain because they're just, they're blue because of their diet. They eat blue fish, uh, and some kind of shrimp that, that just turns them blue. It's a real thing. Okay. And, uh, and he, he fashions his, his cape after, um these these kind of dark blue shimmering feathers and he's kind of got a batman thing going on he doesn't have any powers but he uh he just uses his his injured ingenuity and cunning to sabotage um you know like kind of kind of you know like a non a non-violent eco-terrorist that's a thing you know a non-violent um, eco-terrorist well, not non-violent, but you know he's he's not out murdering you know board members he's uh he's dis- dismantling equipment and sabotaging sabotaging these operations okay um, but uh yeah and he's using he's using the tactics of adaptation and kind of uh building his tools around all the different interesting creatures that adapted on those islands so interesting interesting i'm gonna, gonna leave that there yeah. what's it his name is the blue flamingo the blue flamingo all right four new heroes in the my yeah. marvelous year verse three of whom are completely powerless and one of whom is a tiny vampire <laughs> <laughs> God, I've had oh, so the the origins of Tiny Vampire is that I woke up like two months ago and I had two screaming tiny little... the words Tiny <laughs> Vampire, and I was just yelling at my wife, "Get me a pen and a pad, paper." <laughs> <laughs> just woke up the words Tiny Vampire scrawled. No, I woke up with two tiny little like 
pinprick looked like uh, bug bites or something on my finger mm. that were about <laughs> like half an inch apart, like in a, a little line. And I just looked like a little tiny vampire had bit my finger. This and, is the uh, concerning part where we realize the My Marvelous Year verse is intersecting with our own and that there is in oh, fact these are all a tiny real. vampire in your home. I mean, they, like our patrons aren't these people, but these are all real people. Well, they're all real, right? They're all real people, and presumably everything we're t- describing is happening or has yeah. happened in some cases. Yeah, yeah, of course. Right. Um, I think that's going to do it for our 1971 variant cover. Stay tuned for 1972, where things are going to get pretty cool. I'm, I'm excited. Like, I, I love 72 uh, for the most part. Yeah. No, things get good. Uh, we're heading into the Bronze yeah. Age in the Marvel reading. Um, in the meantime, if you like the show, as always, go on over to Patreon.com/slash/MyMarvelousYear. Music for My Marvelous Years provided by Disaster Peace. Highly recommend checking out their music if you enjoy such tunes. I've been Dave. You can find my work at comicbookherald.com. And you can find lists for the uh, upcoming reading in the show notes and in my email. And in comicbookherald.com, uh, if you go to mymarvelousyear.com, it'll take you to a page there. And uh, Patreon. Patreon. Patreon update. There and, it is. Uh, just want to throw out, I just put out the Extra Issues 1970. It was a little late, but uh, I'm particularly proud of that one. I think it was, um, yeah, I was really happy with how that one turned out. So maybe if you haven't been checking out Extra Issues, just skim through that one because uh, I was very happy, happy with that issue. It's, it's pretty long and there's a lot of interesting comics I covered in there. And if nothing else, look through it for the artwork because there's some really wild artwork that we uh, we didn't cover and I put a lot of art in that issue yeah it's a a cool bonus if you're going through the club and wish you had more to read honestly which we do get that request a lot i mean even if you're not reading along that's kind of how i frame it like i you know i specifically write it for people who aren't reading along for you to get the information of like here are all these other boring characters that you might want (laughs) to know about most of whom are unnecessary but some of are pretty cool oh yeah like i read uh i read conan the barbarian (laughs) didn't uh didn't we cover that no 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 it's not on marvel unlimited well, I covered the first issue. The first issue is not on Marvel. Yeah. Yeah. No, I had to. I had to go outside a venue yeah, yeah. for it. Yeah. Me too. But it's no good. Yeah. Not it's a big a, Conan guy. Not a, I, not a good. We comic. can talk. Yeah. Hey, nineteen seventy-two variant cover. Let's get some Conan questions because nah, I, I want to hear fine. from the co-fans. Right to I us. Mean, in no my one Marvelous liked that year. comic, right? It only went for like two hundred and seventy-five. It was issues. super I don't popular. Think it was that popular, and now yeah. it was so popular that Marvel's like. They've hyped up their Conan bringing him back more than almost anything this year, this side of Hickman's House of X and Powers of X. I don't get he's, it, personally. Yeah, he's boring Thor. Boring That's, Thor? Yeah. yeah. I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. All right, if you like boring Thor, write to us, because <laughs> neither of us yeah. disagree with that sentiment. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm not giving it a, that much of a chance, but the first issue, nah. And don't just um, And don't just tell me you like the Barry Windsor Smith art, because, yeah, I, I'm... There's cool art in there, of course, but like, what's cool oh, I didn't about think Conan? So either I couldn't find good pictures to put in extra issues because I thought the whole thing was so boring. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next year. See you next year. Welcome to Comic Book Herald, a Marvel reading club. Jesus, oh, I will never get this. Day. I always want to like get this straight. Welcome to Welcome to my marvelous year. Wait, I just said welcome to Comic Book Herald. You did. Know. You did.